Welcome back. Kyle Russ here. This is part two of how to hold your breath longer. In fact, it should be called how to double your breath hold time. If you missed part one, I posted it right before this video. So just go back and watch that first so you understand exactly what we're doing. So this is part two, mental, how to push back that mental alarms. Step one, video one, is about how to put, push back the physical alarms, the physical sensations you get when you're holding your breath. So number two, the mental alarms. Mental, it's so simple. It's your thoughts. So when do your thoughts go from positive to negative during a breath hold? So if you think about how a breath hold starts out, first time you inhale, you're holding your breath, you feel super calm, um, there's no discomfort, you're totally fine. Then at some point, you start getting those physical alarms, it can instantly trigger the mental alarm. So the first time you get tightness of the chest, the feeling that you need to breathe, that can instantly switch your thoughts from, I'm fine to, uh-oh, I need oxygen. And then when those thoughts start happening, those negative thoughts start happening, they immediately, if you're untrained, trigger the emotional alarms, which are panic and fear. So what we gotta do here is make sure those mental alarms don't go off. So we're pushing back the physical ones, we're trying to eliminate or push back the mental ones, which are the negative thoughts. So there's really only a couple ways to do this. There's techniques, but they all fall into this category of familiarity and consistency combined. So familiarity being holding your breath a lot, becoming very familiar with the physical sensations, understanding what your total breath hold time looks like relative to the uh, the physical alarms. So like when they're going off, you know that the physical alarms start going off about maybe one third of the way. The time you get the contractions is like two thirds of the way. So if you get contractions, um, you know you still have like 30, 40, maybe 50% of your breath hold left. So that won't set off the alarms. So, and then understanding that those physical alarms don't mean your breath hold is ending, just means you're gonna be uncomfortable for a bit. So familiar Familiarity means holding your breath a lot. The consistency means holding your breath a lot. So these are perishable skills. So if you don't do it a lot, you start to lose it. And that's really, really important to note. So there's two ways that I teach breath training, breath hold training. There's the actual breath breathing techniques, which I call like the big ones that give you a big spike in oxygen efficiency that really push your limits. They're stressful. They take energy. They take um, discipline. And then there's other ones, which I call lifestyle training. So what we're doing is adapting our bodies to survive on low amounts of oxygen. And I, I think I mentioned it in the previous video that there's a dark side to adaptation, meaning you also adapt to not training. You adapt to having free oxygen available everywhere, to sit on your couch, all that stuff. So this kind of training we put into um, uh, our daily lives, which I call transitional time. Um, things like in the shower, while you're driving, while you're sitting on the couch, um, watching TV, you can throw in a little bit of breath training. But there's another important thing you got to do. So with, with a lot of this style of training builds these limits, triggers that breath hold alarms, but that's on like low oxygen style. So that's holding your breath with empty lungs. For this, we're going to be, I'm going to show you an exercise where you hold your breath with full lungs. I'll show you at the end of this video. And there's a really, really important reason to do that. Because when, when you're out in the ocean, you're not going to be holding your breath without taking an inhale, ideally. So you need to understand, be familiar with with the sensations of having a full lung of air um, and when the alarms come and so on and so forth. Because if you have no air in your lungs, the alarms are different, it's skewed, right? So we're building familiarity with the most realistic scenario possible. So yeah, that, that's what's what it looks like. So um, we'll get into it now. I'll show you one training technique and then one in the water technique. They're gonna really, really help you push back or eliminate the mental alarms. All right, so this is the familiarity um, technique. It's kind of an introduction to breath holding not the exact full method I teach my members, which is more advanced, but this, it's like, it gives you um, all the benefits. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to get into it. So hold the breath on the inhale and it's um, increasing intensities. So you do multiple ones in a row. So for this, I just recommend you do three to five breath holds. Um, 
depending on fitness level, but it kind of simulates like being caught inside. So let's say you're caught inside, you have to do three to five full breath holds, right? And so you're gonna find that during these breath holds, you're doing about as much as you can. Whereas when you're caught inside holding your breath under a wave, it'll be like a fraction of that. So it gives you great um, clarity into to like over-preparing, right? So that you won't get those mental alarms when you're underwater knowing you have a wave longer breath hold time. So hold your breath on an inhale in a plank, recover on your belly, then hold your breath again as long as you can. You get one recovery breath, only hold your breath to a stronger just to breathe. Like if your maximum breath hold blackout is here, you wanna hold it to like here. Medium to stronger to be. There's no need, almost no benefit to push into the total limits. Um, I mentioned before that it's beneficial to get those diaphragmatic contractions. So if you can, that's fine. If not, I wouldn't worry about it. You just wanna get to that point where you're starting to have mental alarms really, right? So pretty, pretty simple. Big inhale, full lungs. Hold as long as you can in this position. And then really, really important, you wanna recover under stress as well too. So I go like this, hands off the ground, one recovery breath with your belly, forces you to push in with your diaphragm. Proper inhale so your muscles are still flexed, you're not totally relaxed, you're forced to recover um, under stress a little bit. One inhale, one recovery breath, back again. Hold for as long as you can, stronger to breathe. Recover, one recovery breath. As long as you can. So it's gonna become progressively harder, the breaths are gonna get shorter, but it's really, really cool because you get to feel all the sensations in a safe place, but you're triggering real alarms. Um, so that's where familiarity comes from. You know, the alarm's gonna come, and you're gonna realize that they come way sooner than your breath hold is complete. So when they happen underwater, um, it's gonna be a lot less of a panic. All right, so that's super simple stuff. Um, and again, consistency matters. So I recommend doing that once a week. Um, and that, that's what I teach my members to do. You could do it more if you want, but once a week is lots. There's not many times in your life where you'd be forced to do a max breath hold tide three, five or more times in a row. So this is uh, falls into my philosophy of over-preparing. So it's a it's an amazing technique, um, hits all the markers for familiarity and consistency. It's super easy, done in the safety of your own home. Now here's a quick practice you can do out in the ocean when you're being held underwater actually. So this is so, so powerful and it fits right in with the mental stuff, right? It's like it's tricking your mind to be somewhere else. So this is something that was taught to me by um, a few of my members. So I've th I've taught so many surfers how to hold their breath longer. It's just what it's all I've done for years now. And this is something they've taught me, which is so, so cool. And something that I use now too, it's so powerful and it's so simple, man. All you gotta do, just count in your head while you're underwater. So if you have ever, if you're doing the one minute club, if you don't know what that is it's in the previous video, so you'll know down to the second, how long you can hold your breath under stress in really tough conditions. So if you are underwater and you count, um, you know that you, how much time you have left really. And so you'll almost never be held underwater for like 10 seconds, 10 seconds underwater is a lot, 20, 30 seconds. That's like, that's like, man, that never happens. So if you know, you can hold your breath under stress for a minute, man, you're so safe. So it kind of tricks the mind too. So let's say you're underwater, you're focusing on the counting, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000, five, and then you're already out. Or if it even goes past that, you can just know you focus on the counting, which kind of like distracts the mind. But also if you, again, it's no 
knowing your limits, man. That's where the familiarity matters, consistency matters. I mean, all these um, pushing back the physical alarms matters. So it's so important. When you're counting, man, you, honestly, you'll never be underwater longer than 30 seconds. Unless you're a big wave surfer at like one of those world famous spots that you've heard of, um, man, you'll never be underwater for longer than 30 seconds. And then multiple times too. That's why we practice doing it multiple times, right? So super simple, super important stuff. So that's it for number two. Um, really quick practice you can do at home really something really practical you can do underwater um, while you're surfing so video number three is going to be about pushing back the emotional alarm so those are fear and panic everyone has their own story i've talked to so many surfers it's, it's again that's all i do and I've, I've heard all the stories everyone has their own version of it something happened thought you could run out of air thought you might drown and just like you carry that fear and panic with you ocean's a powerful place infinitely more powerful than a human and it deserves our respect. So there's two paths people can go on if they've had this happen to them. And one, they either carry that fear and panic with them out forever and let it hold them back. So when big swells come into town, um, they may either don't go out or they started a deficit by already being like emotionally elevated. It's a bad place to be in. But if that has happened to you, it's actually kind of a good thing because the second path you can do is use that moment or that experience as a spark that fuels you, your desire to get better. So if you're watching this video, that's probably you. And I always tell people step one, getting better is having respect for the ocean. So if you've had that, uh, those kind of scenarios happen to you, if everything you need to have success with this kind of training. So final one, step three out of three, pushing back the emotional alarms is coming sometime next week. And so again, if you haven't tried the one minute club, it's explained in the first video. It's a breath holding test. If you have tried it, post your times below, um, your improved times, whatever it may be. And if you want the full training, um, all the stuff that I'm talking about here, put in the full system in a structured format, become part of our community, work with me directly one-on-one -on -one, um, and become one of our members and become uh, get to know all the other people who are in there. Um, it's really, really cool. The community is great. Um, it's full of people from all over the world. So many different countries. People meet up and surf together. They become friends. I become friends with a ton of people in there and all of us are growing together with a common purpose of just reaching our potential as surfers catching the best ways and doing it safely. So if you're interested in the description below this video, I, I posted a link. A link goes to a video where I show you step-by-step step how we take any surfer in the world, any experience, any age, take them from where they are to where they want to be as a surfer as quickly as possible by getting stronger between surf sessions from home. All the kind of training I talk about in all my videos, how we do it. So if you want that video, it's for free. You can see step-by-step step how we do it. And if you're interested in um, joining our program, it'll also tell you how you can do that as well. That's it. For me, Kyle Russ, if you like this kind of videos, helps me a ton. If you just hit that like button and that subscribe button, costs you nothing, allows me to keep making these videos uh, for free. So other than that, that's all I got. Talk to you guys soon.